0: Joe Ross with us, director of uh, BCCI. Hello, Joe. Welcome. How are you, Sandy? I'm um, well, and more so you. I believe you're in Victoria at the moment.
1: oh uh, yes, I've uh, I came back on uh, Sunday, and uh, to been a bit split up from my family and uh, due to COVID and sort of looking at. Uh, uh, where to next, I guess, is the borders and uh, all that gets discussed. And as you know, WA's got a hard border. Um, but I guess uh, it's going to be important for everybody to get their jabs, as they say, with the vaccinations, Sandy. And um uh, seems to be a slow uptake in our Aboriginal communities across the country and especially the Kimberley. Um, I've had my two Pfizer's. And uh, had no problems. I'm um, hoping everybody else does. Yeah, it's
0: happening <laughs> slowly, slowly. But you know what, countrymen are like. Uh, they've got to just see what happens first with other people there. Like you, I've managed to get my AstraZeneca in two doses of it, uh, Joe. And in fact, you would have been here when uh, that check was uh, delivered by our local member for uh, Kimberley, uh, Davina, Deanna and Stephen Dawson in Fitzroy Crossing. Yeah, we've,
1: we've, uh, at Buonabo we've been working uh, very hard in the last few years to start to build a platform to uh, look after and uh, bring together all our cultural, uh, the base of our culture and also the important issue of language revitalization and uh, hopefully we won't lose our Bunuba language. We are now starting to get down to um, sort of the last sort of dozen conversational speakers. And so we've got uh, at Bunuba Cultural Conservation Institute, we've m- managed to access funds from the Lotteries West who we're very grateful for, and Lotteries West WA, and the responsible minister, Stephen Dawson with a local member Davina and that came along and uh, so it's all, go, it's all go and we've got a couple of years of establishing a partnership with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation in Sydney and it's our plan to be able to firstly put together all the known resources that's been collected and recordings and by people like Patsy Bedford and June Oscar and Flina Middleton who've been... In- who supported all our elders past and present to record the language, put that into a cloud-based database and then to be able to use, um, develop resources both online and uh, practical resources we can use on country to uh, encourage our young people and people who are a bit rusty with the point of our language to be able to refresh and revitalise it again, Sandy.
0: Joe, this sounds very interesting, especially when there's such a big future ahead and and youngsters needing to get their head around uh, languages. Boonaburra is still strongly spoken around the Fitzroy area though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it was in large numbers. Now it's uh, we're starting to become a bit of a threatened language and that we've got to, uh, you know, do something about it. And that's what we've decided to do whenever. And, uh, you know, the Fitzroy Crossings made up of four language groups that have been brought in over the years, moved off Wonga people, been moved off their country on the Kenning Stock Route, all the Wanam Yeti people, been shuffled and shipped, you know, mustered into towns, and then you've got the Andy people. There's about four language groups there, and what that's generated is the is uh, the dominance of creole that we see not only in Fitzroy Crossing but in many other places across Australia for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, and the the you know diminishment of the mother tongue of a lot of our Aboriginal groups. And the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundations, uh, led by Tom Kelmo, is the co-chair is uh very uh, you know strong and out there wanting to provide help and uh, support and they've been working with the people up in Murray Island and in pitgara people and and uh, domji and tenor Creek and now one
0: Tom calmmer so, former social justice uh, commissioner that's him Joe There's also an angle of tourism, perhaps, as a future.
1: Well, if you've been to our country, uh, Sandy, as you know, you said in your introduction, it's a very beautiful country, aesthetically and culturally strong. And we have a lot of stories for our country, cultural stories, but also a lot of visitors to our our places like Tangu and Bandarungan, at Timor Timurluta, at Tunnel Creek, so that's three sort of bucket list items for people that visit the Kimberleys. But there's other other special places, tourist places like Leonard Gorge, Diamond Gorge, and Sir John Gorge, all the way up on the river there. And we've just recently expanded the national, you know, um, been discussing and talking with the state government on expanding our national park estate by 175,000 hectares. And that'll give us abilities and resources to build a strong platform to encourage tourists and visitors to our country bunaba country to enjoy and uh, stay in our country and be immersed in the culture of bunaba
0: so for example joe will we see site apps in explaining various tourism destinations or places
1: well, I think the last time I spoke to you was when we got our first grant from the Lotteries Commission and that was to support the development of a Bunuba tourism website by which visitors could go into the website and it'll be launched in November this year, next month. And visitors uh, anywhere in Australia or the world would be able to log on and be able to build their itinerary, be able to uh, seek accommodation, seek hire cars with our partners, and to be able to then download that app and have that as a resource and uh, information as they're travelling through our country and where to go and, you know, they've already paid their tickets, park park passes and things like that. That'll be on their app. But The website will also, in time, have uh, podcasts and stories, cultural stories. We'll have field guides of all the flora and fauna and uh, geology and environment of one of the countries being able to downloadable. So it's quite a large project. And today, the uh, lotteries have given us about a million dollars in two, two lots to uh, help build this platform and to be able to encourage and support our people to live on country and, uh, and build small enterprises and gain jobs in the tourism industry.
0: How long have you been planning
1: all this for? We've been going for about uh, five years now, sort of building the case and lobbying, and you know doing all those sort of things to raise money and also to build a plan and get people confident in, but but also our own people and own traditional owners need to be um, approve of places that uh, we're encouraging visitors to go to and stories to tell, and and uh, we're not only wanting to, uh, uh, you know, encourage visitors, but we want to build jobs and an economy for our traditional owners so that they can live on country instead of being trapped in towns, and you have seeing all the unrest that's happening in all our remote towns now throughout the Kimberley, and so one of our big drives is to is to make a safe and happy place on country that includes jobs and economy, uh, you know, digital access like telephones and Wi-Fi to be able to go on the social media. And then also we're expanding the Malay school, that, which delivers uh, years 10, 11 and 12 at the moment. But a new school, middle school from 7, 8, 9, grade 7, 8, 9 will be... Established, um, established at and by the Studio Schools Australia. So we're looking at all the different aspects of uh, supports and infrastructure on our country that uh, will support our traditional owners to be able to live healthy and, and you know, economic uh, prosperous lives that on their in their lands.
0: Joe, this sounds like just the start of what's there to come because... Uh it's all to do with living language, it's really going to be like a resource that's there forever as part of the Living Language Project, isn't it?
1: Yes, well, the importance of language and being able to tell stories and bring the country alive with the language or the mother tongue of the language is... You know, it just makes the place even more worthwhile to come and see, and it makes people. Um, you only got to read a lot of the outcomes from a lot of the coronial inquests, and uh, to understand the the struggles and challenges our young people have in wanting to express their identity and know who they are and who they're connected to, and so. That's important for of people and not only people that live in Fitzroy Crossing, but we're encouraging having reunions and on country trips to reconnect people to their places where they know their ancestors are from and uh, to build that sense of purpose and place for young people so that they don't, you know, struggle in themselves and think that uh, the only way they can, uh, uh, you know, shore up their sadness is to take drugs and uh, drink alcohol or in the real, really sad cases, take their lives.
0: So this, this all starts with Jandamara's story to begin with.
1: What was that, Sandy?
0: Did this all start with Jandamara's story to begin with?
1: Jandamara? Yeah. Um, no, this, well, the Jandamara story is uh, one part of a long history of uh, resilience and resistance, and a... And, uh, come from a time when the first colonists and pastoralists came into Bunuba country, wanting to bring in their sheep and cattle. And that had a really big impact on Bunuba people. And uh, luckily Bunuba people have, have survived. We've got a neighbouring cousin group called the Oongumi that uh, were just totally wiped out. And so for us, it's ensuring that we have a really strong cultural base and economic base and so that our people can survive and feel happy and independent and autonomous on country. So the BCCI, as we call it, Bunaba Cultural Conservation Institute is the platform for that. And uh, we can only see ourselves as going forward in a positive way so that we can inspire our young people and our traditional owners throughout Bunaba to take up opportunities that we uh, uh, after we build the infrastructure to support them across the of the country. And that includes soft infrastructure like uh, language and the support of language and the ability to learn language, uh, you know, learn your language again. you only got to travel throughout Australia and see the benefits of being able to revitalise and reinvigorate a language, you know, in, in, in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander groups uh, that it brings their culture alive, it brings their identity alive, it brings their spirit alive, and uh, young people really get engaged. And it's great to see now on TV and social media all these young people across across the country enjoying their culture and expressing their language and and speaking their language again. And uh, it's really inspiring our Bunuba people to uh, you know take stock of what we got now and make sure we we don't lose it.
0: As you shared your story when you were a younger man, sharing Willigan's country to the rest of Australia, Joe. Just lastly, how long has the Bunuba Cultural Institute been around?
1: Uh, we established it last year, and uh, we just made it, uh, brought it together on the back of the new National Park negotiations and being and building the, the team behind it. You might have heard that the Yadjilada Festival, we just had at Dango there, Gigi oh, uh, Ah,
0: awesome. So
1: that's one of the outcomes of this platform by which we're wanting to make it a vibrant and exciting place to be and if, you know when you say Kakadu and Cape York and Uluru well, it'll say Bunuga in the same best breath and you'll know there's a place special place in this country we call Australia, called Bunaba and everybody's welcome and there's great things to do there. And that's what uh, the the dream of uh, BCCI directors is to build that base and so that our traditional owners and young people can prosper.
0: Certainly looks like a bright future ahead there. Joe, thank you very much for sharing as you no worries, Sandy. do regularly yeah. with us. Much appreciated.
1: Yeah, give us a call anytime. No worries. Uh, thank you to your listeners for putting up with me. And look after yourself. All right. Bye, Sandy.
0: <laughs> Joe Ross, one of the director of the Bunava Cultural Conservation Institute, talking about their new living language platform. You can check that one out online. It'll be very interesting with all of the stories, uh, not just uh, what oral histories have on offer, but taking in uh, the uh, surrounds of country as well with what you can find there. And it'll certainly be a, a master download on any person's uh, travel destinations app.